0: Welcome to episode 24 Just Another Football Podcast with me, Danny Miller. And me, Josh Betley.
1: You always leave a little pause before going, welcome to... I suppose yeah. it's because it's doesn't want to sound rushed. I always think, is Danny going to say anything?
0: Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you it's always do.
0: For dramatic purposes to start the podcast. You keep me hanging right. on just yeah. long enough. Just long enough. Uh yeah, so today is going to be slightly different in terms of uh, a podcast. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the teams in the Premier League and how they've done over there. Because obviously we didn't do a podcast last week because we were busy. Um, and As you said via text, we deserved a week off. Um, I think we've done really well to stick at it. At at Podcast 24, I think we're doing pretty well.
1: I've never stuck at anything so much in my life. (laughs) That
0: surprises me very little. Oh, thanks. Um, (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to go through through the teams in the league, see how they've done over the last week, whether that's FA Cup, Champions League, Premier League. Uh, Obviously, we've got a round of Premier League fixtures that we haven't talked about, so we'll be talking about each team. And then we're going to predict... Was 11 games left uh, 10 for some Man City I think They've got 10 games left No so Liverpool have a game in hand Your mic's drooping Fitting really Yeah You're going to be recording Other things other than your voice soon Like belly rumbles There we go Um so we'll go through and then we're going to do a, a league table like a mock league table of where we think these guys are where they're going to finish basically Um I have up uh the Premier League table or I will in uh, in about 30 seconds Um is so we're going to start with now? is that too high now no that's perfect that's perfect so we're going to start with Arsenal because they they begin with A Uh We've got two fixtures to talk about of Arsenal The first one is uh, They beat Huddersfield 2-1 How do you think they played in that game? I feel like A lot of teams have
1: thrashed Huddersfield And then Arsenal sort of didn't But I think that's just They've not really had the best couple of weeks Have they? Sort of gone under the radar a bit really Because Chelsea of the top six Have been really struggling
0: Yes, that is fair They're they're still on the same They've got exactly the same record As Chelsea Even down to the fact that They're only higher than them on goals scored In the table I think um, The main sort of talking point
1: of the last couple of weeks Is obviously Ramsey's going to Juventus Yeah For a ridiculous amount of money You
0: know he'll be the fifth highest paid player In the world Mental It's mad isn't it and then there's this sort of
1: ongoing saga with Ozil because obviously he's been dropped because he doesn't really fit into Emery's way of playing but then Arsenal are really lacking a creative player in midfield but then if he brings him back but he still doesn't do what Emery's been trying to teach him to do in his system yeah. he's sort of got to drop him again because otherwise he'll lose all credibility Yeah. in the dressing room Um, obviously there's no money. I didn't realise with Arsenal, the owner doesn't put any of his own money in.
0: Yeah, it's all turned That's why the season ticket prices... like The ticket prices per game are like £110 a game. It's mad. It's mad how expensive it is. And then to top that all off, they
1: lost against Barté, who hadn't played for like three months.
0: Yeah. You know, who's the only player? So, Barté have won two... Games in the Europa League against or in Europe against English sides one was against Everton and one was against Arsenal he was the only player to play in both of those games Mustafi yeah I didn't even realise that Mustafi ever played for Everton he played one game and it was that game was never seen again was never seen well well he hasn't been seen for Arsenal this season I have to admit Um, you're right Arsenal weren't at their clinical best against uh, Huddersfield and then they were sort of Found out against Huddersfield.
1: I mean, Huddersfield did score in the last
0: minute, so yeah, they, they were they were comfortable. There's one thing that I want to talk about though, uh, and it was in the Huddersfield game, and a Woby went through on goal. Okay, he had a he had a shot, then he was tackled, so late tackle. The ball was parried back to him, but he'd been obviously he'd been tackled. The, he got the shot away, but then was fouled. If the ball had gone wide, then it wouldn't have been a penalty. Should Should a Warby have got a penalty in that situation? So he's had a shot. He's been tackled. Probably, but the ball's been yes. parried back to him, and he couldn't get this other shot away. Another shot
1: away. But you can sort of understand maybe the refs, because the ref there has like so much to process. Like, yeah. Uh. Uh. A bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: maybe not quite that noise um, I personally thought it thought it should be a penalty but obviously like yeah. it's difficult because he's got his shot if the ball like I say if the ball goes wide then you would probably say that that's not a penalty because
1: he's had he's got his shot yeah but shot I think
0: anywhere, on the, anywhere else in the pitch it's a free kick do you not know think yes I agree so that's a little bit of like we talk, we talk about inconsistencies all the time in football I think that's one of the for me like one of the main ones uh, one more Arsenal thing Maitland-Niles tell me about Maitland-Niles Um, I like Ainsley
1: Maitland-Niles I think he's he's got a lot of ability but I think in the long run something that's going to hamper him is he doesn't appear to have a fixed position he's being used wherever they need someone to yeah. play well, he's playing right-back at the minute, isn't he? Because Bellerin's out. He's
0: played I mean, right-back, uh, he's
1: played left-back, right he's, left he's played midfield, he's played attacking on the wing.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, well, because I think when he came through the youth setup, he was a centre-mid. Mm-hmm. I think that's his game. He's probably not fully developed enough to play central midfield. He probably's right. Um, he had a season at Ipswich a few years ago. Where he played thirty games for them, scored one goal. I mean, to get in a championship team. At, I mean, he's only twenty-one now, and that was so he would have been seventeen, eighteen, something like that. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. He's played at every under like England under-age category. How long do do you think before he gets a a call up? Oh, Southgate loves a utility player. He does, but I. Nah,
1: not for you. No, not no, not for a while. Not for. A, I don't think no. Not for. A, we don't need to. We've got enough strength at the moment. Fair for me. Fair.
0: So where are Arsenal going to finish then? I think we're going to disagree on this, but I think fifth. Um. This is a t- tough
1: one for me. Because you originally put them
0: down as top four. Top four. I still think they'll get top four, you know. as As well as Man United, they're playing. I'm, I'm going to go for Arsenal in fourth. Are we doing two separate prediction thingies? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to put Arsenal in fourth. I'm going to go fifth. Cool. There it is. It's in. All right then. Next up, we have Bournemouth. Uh, interesting Bournemouth. They are always interesting. Eddie Howe is very interesting because they obviously beat Chelsea 4-0 then went on to lose to to Cardiff and then a massive loss against uh, another big loss to Liverpool obviously at Anfield which is a tough place to go to at the moment Um, Liverpool getting a stroke of luck in that game as well which we'll get onto a little bit later but how do you think obviously they're going to have a big week break they've had a couple of weeks break because they weren't playing in the FA Cup
1: I still think Eddie Howe he sort of got a bit of a free pass. So when when he plays against the bigger teams he he very rarely actually just sets up to defend.
0: Yeah, I'd and,
1: and I think that's why they do concede quite a lot of goals, but mm. then they beat Chelsea 4-0, so obviously
0: their his tactical ideas are able to work. Um Well, it's it's interesting because if you look back at their like previous fixtures, right? They've obviously lost the last two. But before that Bournemouth at uh, Chelsea obviously 4-0, West Ham they beat 2-0. They lo- like an in-form West Ham they beat. Then an out of form Everton beat them 2-0. Then if we miss the third round 3-3 against Bournemouth. So they do they are involved in ghouls, uh games with ghouls, aren't they? 4 mm-hmm. 4-1 to Man United, 5-0 split. Like they haven't had a one nil uh, loss since the nineteenth of December. That was in the League Cup. They haven't been involved in a one goal like difference one goal game in the Premier League since the fourth of December. Which is mad. Like where they uh, beat Huddersfield two one. So it's like they really need to tighten up at the back. And I thought that Eddie Howe. Was I really rate Eddie Howe, you know I do. Like, I, I still think he'll be at a top club within the next five years, like a top six club. He was tactically like, quite naive at Anfield, I thought. Bearing mm-hmm. in mind that West Ham, obviously Liverpool playing away, it's slightly different, but I still think that um, like he should have set up differently and he sort of invited Liverpool pressure. I thought On match of the day, I think it was Jimmy and Gina said, oh, Bright- Brighton played quite well for the first 20 minutes. And I was like, not really. Like they were under the cosh fairly early on. And uh, I think Nathan, Nathan, we had this talk about Nathan Ake like playing at a bigger club. I, d- I think he proved yeah, in that game yeah. why. he doesn't I mean, he's
1: still quite young for a British head half. <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> Did
0: you just fart? I like moved off the chair and it slipped out. Oh, Josh, you're disgusting. Sorry. uh Nathan, how old is he? I could, probably could, but I won't. Oh, he's the same oh. age as he's the same age as us. Born that's 18th of February. In fact, it was his birthday two days ago. That's a bit worrying. Beautiful. I,
1: like, I'm a bit worried about my incontinence. I just like shifted on the chair and broke wind. <laughs> was like completely out of control getting old
0: getting old yeah oh it honks as well oh for God's sake Ugh. and the heat is next to you oh God's sake a, apologies <laughs> to the um, listeners they, so don't,
1: they don't draw many games
0: no they don't they don't I, I don't even know when their last draw was they've drawn oh 3-3 three, three against Watford wasn't it
1: I mean if you look at their sort of the teams that they're around arguably 7th 8th 9th 10th 11th 12th that sort of Mini league that's going on in the middle. They've they've lost the most games of those six teams, and they've got the worst goal difference.
0: Yeah, minus ten goal difference. Which, uh, until you get into that relegation battle, like it's the it's the worst out of those teams. Um, Bournemouth are an interesting one though. Like I I think obviously they're going to finish in that mid table group. Whereabouts in that table? Whereabouts in that group am I going to go? You know what? I'm going to say that they're going to finish twelfth.
1: Okay,
0: I'm going to go for eleventh. Stay where they are, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Actually, no, twelfth. Twelfth? You change your mind? Yeah. You can have eleventh and twelfth. Um. All right then. Next up, Brighton. Another. Pff, another funny team, to be honest. Um who have played a couple of games since we last spoke. The first one was uh, against Burnley, a game which they would be very, very disappointed to lose as they are now being sucked into this relegation battle, do you think? They rely on their
1: home form, and then to lose as sort of convincingly as they
0: did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they should have had a penalty at Mm 2-0. I can't remember who it was. Uh, Hendrick, Jeff Hendrick, turned and the ball, he blatantly used his arm and the referee just decided not to see it. Um, But I still think they would have lost that game. I mean, Heaton was in incredible form. We'll get on to Burnley next because uh, Burnley are the next team. But Brighton will be very, very disappointed uh, no wins in 2019 in the league for Brighton. It's I think clubs of their sort of stature have to...
1: You know, there, there doesn't seem to be any sort of panic setting in at Brighton though, which I quite like. I feel like if uh, if Burnley hadn't won in 2019, it would have been like, ooh, there's well, pressure on the, the manager. The difference
0: is that Burnley had a bad start so they couldn't afford to not mm-hmm. to go on this run, whereas Brighton have actually... The, the first... 18 games like the first half of the season they play generally quite well and they play quite good football to be fair as well at times and they ground out results when they needed to grind out results but they're sinking at a bad time I yes. would say um it's this is a hard one I think because I mean any of these bottom seven teams could finish Anywhere, really. I'm going to go for 15th. 15th. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to go for 17th. Ballsy. I think they'll finish just above the relegation zone. Be- mainly because they're on a slide now mm-hmm. and like to hold that slide is hard and they need a big result at some point. And a big result against Brighton came for Burnley what are you watching? I don't know my phone just made a noise I think it was out of one of my apps Um, big result against Brighton was for Burnley oh we forgot to talk about um, uh, Brighton in the uh, they beat Derby they beat Derby didn't Ashley Cole score Ashley Cole scored his first ever FA Cup goal proper
1: Um, weird seeing that isn't it Frank Lampard bringing on Ashley Cole yeah it
0: was a bit mad wasn't it a bit mad. Um Brighton I, I thought deserved the win, but again were quite unconvincing. Although this Brighton team is uh, this uh, Derby team is pretty good as we've seen the beat Man United earlier in the season. Um fairly changed Brighton line up, like there was no uh no what's his name? Centre back. Not Duffy, the other one. Dunk. dunk, no dunk, uh no gross, no uh their normal goalkeeper wasn't in. Uh, so it was quite a changed team but again like quite unconvincing victory do you think that uh, obviously they're struggling in the league how important do you think the FA Cup is is it going to go on the back burner um, um, they've got Millwall in the quarterfinals, so they could make it to Wembley how far away are the semi-finals Semi no, finals or quarter finals. Quarterfinals are on the sixteenth of next month.
1: Yeah, so you know, they've got two or three Premier League games between now and then. Like if they if they lose the next three games, then I say they probably have to not prioritize the FA Cup.
0: Well, let me read your let me read you the fixtures they have around this game, okay? So this is from the start of next month. So this is March's fixtures, okay? Huddersfield, Palace Cardiff at some point that's been postponed Southampton like March is a massive month for Brighton that'll make or break their season that month Mm -hmm. the FA Cup in there as well against Millwall super super interesting month and then because they go on then to play the last few games of the season which are Spurs Bournemouth Wolves you would expect maybe one or two points out of those games Um Newcastle, which they would be expecting to get points at the Amex, Arsenal and Man City. Like March is crucial because I can only see them picking up two or three points for the end of the season. They are in real trouble, I think. Real trouble.
1: What are you pulling that face for? Yeah, it's always there's always a like there's always a
0: team that gets sucked in. Yeah, there. I wonder how close they are on the the odds to getting relegated Um, while I have a look at that uh, Burnley have had a fairly they had a good win against against Brighton they've had a nice week break as well because they haven't had any fixtures Tom Heaton I've got a fact about Tom Heaton he's not lost since he came back from
1: injury and he's not been on the losing team since so I brought it up as a stat recently on um, he's not been on the losing side in a football match since December 2017 or something. Oh no, it's August 2017, I think. That's mad, isn't it?
0: Do you know what? I'd start him in the next England game. They've won more games with Tom Heaton in goal this season than with Joe Hart.
1: <laughs> That's a bit embarrassing for Joe. <laughs> seven,
0: Hart. seven games with Tom Heaton. One, three, drawn three, one. one. In terms of,
1: like, the keepers that are going to get picked in the next England squad, though, he is the most on form. Oh,
0: 100%. But does he... Does he... Is he good enough with his feet? For Southgate? I, like, personally, for
1: me, I would be playing him. But I don't think there's never been, there's never been anything to say he's not good with his feet. And yeah. also the teams we're playing as well, like... Because I think one of his only England caps came against France in Paris when France had like, well, France they're, all their good players playing, so it was a yeah. bit. And England had like Michael Keane in defence, so I felt a bit sorry
0: for him. Well, Burnley are around uh, ten to three, seven to two, ish, to get relegated. Brighton are uh, fifteen to two or eight to one, to get relegated. That's quite. Burnley aren't going to get relegated. Long, there. I think they I think that might be worth a little bet. You know, Brighton to get relegated. That's an interesting one. Uh, obviously, Tom Heaton's been an absolutely crucial fixture in this uh, in this Burnley side. But how important has like an upturn in form for the defence been? Well. <laughs> I think it's difficult when a new goalie comes in
1: because obviously last year Heaton and then Pope I feel like Pope Pope was probably just an extension of Heaton's voice in terms of he yeah. was the second choice goalie Whereas Hart's heart's come in he's looking to establish himself as the new number one so he's probably gone you know he's, he's an experienced international he's wanted to um, put his stamp on that uh, on that role yeah and they've probably not really taken to that. Obviously, there's been quite a lot on how Joe Hart is before games and stuff. Like I know for England, used to like work himself up a ridiculous amount and then make silly mistakes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I don't think he'll be there next year. You know, Joe Hart.
0: Mm, well, where, where's the next move for him? You know what I mean. Retirement. Yeah. Quit while you're ahead, mate. Um. Full-time Burnley have Spurs next. Um. Then Newcastle then Palace, then Liverpool so they've got like a mixed sort of range of teams coming up teams in the in the upper echelons of the league and then teams like that are in and around them um they finish with uh four games the last their last four games are Chelsea Man City Everton, and Arsenal oh. so it's important now that they pick up points in these next few games isn't it yes uh, against the teams around them as well mm-hmm uh, where are Burnley going to finish? I i am going to go for
1: 13th 13th? I've just got a feeling they're going to get into some form towards the end of the season OK I'm going to go for um, because hmm. for by then Chelsea and Arsenal might be out of top 4 competition and we know what that can do for like teams
0: they sort of lose their focus a little bit I'm going to keep them where they are in 15th so they they're gonna be sat uh, in the middle of that sort mm-hmm. of mid that that relegation battle section. Um, all right, next up, Cardiff. Again, Cardiff have had a little break because they haven't played any FA Cup. They played Southampton and got a crucial win uh, at St Mary's. Uh, they won it in the last minute with probably the luckiest shot I've ever seen to a punt into the corner. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is I saw an article today, this morning, uh, by a journalist uh, for the, was it the Daily, Mirror? Daily Mail? right? I'm not saying this is a credible article at all, but it was interesting. He was talking about the um, Emiliano Sala transfer and how uh, Cardiff are now seeking like uh, help from the Premier League and the FA and stuff like that on uh, on like what they need to do to like what what their legal standing is or whatever. And the the article basically says, I wonder what you think about this, Josh. Like the article basically says that um, they're not involved in. Um, FIFA in, to help them uh, actually they're not involved in the FA either um, to investigate this because they don't want recent uh, transfers to be investigated things like Saul Bamber who was Leeds captain somehow magically got his contract cancelled at Leeds and then signed for free for Cardiff um, other dodgy transfers that have gone through Cardiff's books um, he, he talks about um, like if, uh, t- staff that are on the board at Cardiff mm-hmm. that have links with other teams or have sons that are playing football so for example um, Jack and Paul Mackay were signed uh, Willie Mackay's sons uh, were signed for Cardiff they've been playing for like Gainsborough and Ilkeston and teams like that they were signed on four year deals uh, when they were third in the championship getting promoted um, with I didn't even know that yeah, those players
1: existed yeah
0: exactly so they don't want them to go into that anyway on the Salah deal they were saying basically that they have no leg to stand on really like because they've asked essentially they've asked ten questions um, to whoever they've gone to for, for help and it was like um who arranged the flight, why is that person put Salah on a single-engine plane, all that sort of stuff. Interestingly, Willie McKay was the person who arranged the flight. Was he? Yeah. Well, and it was like, things like, was the pilot um, in possession of a license to carry passengers? And then in terms of the transfer itself, it's like, um, why didn't Nantes' business... Uh, so why why is it that Nans business, who organizes travel two days later, um, like, are Salah's previous club, Bordeaux, due 50% of the transfer fee? Was he third party owned? Like, why didn't they know this pre-transfer? Why is this all coming out now? And I think mm-hmm. that's the, the, the point of the article is saying like, Cardiff haven't done their homework pre the transfer, and now that he's obviously died, that they're asking all these questions about third party ownership and stuff like that. And is the deal dodgy? Because if the deal's dodgy, obviously they're not gonna get the money. Got a right droop on here. Got a a droopy droopy mic sitch. Um, So it it is like a super interesting article. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tweet this article out um, on Jaff Pod's Twitter so that you can have a look at it. I'm literally gonna do it now.
1: I read an interesting article as well saying that um, I think basically potentially Salah was third party owned yeah because the there were lots of people set to make quite a lot of money
0: yeah Bordeaux 50% of the transfer fee was going to go to Bordeaux apparently which is a lot of money 7.5 million quid
1: and I, I know it's really unfortunate but ultimately like nonce can't really help that salah died like unfortunately the money probably still has to go go to them i don't know if there's like any i don't know if cardiff are sort of stalling for time on the payment side of things or whatever i mean obviously then they don't really want to pay 15 million pounds for fresh air yeah but unfortunately
0: it's, that's the, that's the way that it's worked out Mm-hmm. um surely they have surely there's some sort of like insurance on this deal though like if it doesn't go ahead they'll get some sort of insurance payout surely there's something covering this somewhere but I don't know if it's uh, would fall under an act of God no it's probably not well it depends if they if they find out that like the pilot didn't hold a passenger license like yeah a, then there's going to be something's going to happen there, yeah yeah uh, Anyway let's get to stuff on the pitch Obviously they they played, played really well Against Southampton Again they've got some tricky mid-table teams Coming up uh, Watford, Everton, Wolves, West Ham uh, Their final Games Of the season They have Manchester United on the last day This is going backwards from the 12th of May Manchester United, Crystal Palace, Fulham Liverpool, Burnley, Man City They're their main they're their May fixtures April and May fixtures how important is it that they pick up points now against these mid table teams? yeah it's vitally important do you think they'll do it? Do you think they'll get out no of it? I, no I think they'll go down Where do you think they'll finish eighteenth I'm gonna say the Cardiff are gonna go down in eighteenth as well i think it's it's a it's a tough one they've had, obviously this has been like the of things been really tough on them
1: they've done really well but they're still 18th or yeah. 17th at the moment yeah. they're not like they're not if they were say maybe like three or four points better off at this stage I might be more inclined so they might survive but they're not yeah and this is them having done really well up to this point
0: well they've won seven games which is the same amount as like Burnley and Brighton and that but they've lost 15 which is more than any other side in that uh, in that Bit apart from Fulham and Huddersfield, they've not drawn many, have they? Four, they've yeah. drawn four, um, and they've got a minus twenty-three goal difference, which is a lot worse than any of the other teams that are, that could potentially go into that eighteenth place. It's super interesting. They are uh, four to five to go down. They're the third favourites to go down uh, in that in that bit alright then let's move on to Chelsea now this is a super interesting one because Chelsea have had probably their worst two weeks of the year arguably they yes got let's start with the City game they got hammered 6-0 by Manchester City who were I would say were very very good but weren't incredible
1: no no they were uh, helped
0: an yeah, awful lot definitely um, I saw a thing the other day which was uh, out of all of the games this season I think it's uh, I think in 10 games this season 10 or 11 games uh, Sari has made the second half substitution of Barkley for Kovacic or vice versa and um, is he a one-trip pony, or?
1: Yeah, he's been completely found out. Have you seen that um, interview with him from after the United game, where the reporters like, um, you know, the fans are showing some discontent at you. How do you feel about this? And he was like, I uh, don't care about the fans. It, oh, it's, it's, I care about results. And it was just like, you've literally just said you don't care about the fans yeah. on like live you silly, silly, silly person yeah. and then uh, it amused me because he's still using a translator even though he's speaking English I'm guessing he can talk more than he can understand quickly or probably. Uh, the reporter was like um, uh, this evening we heard fans chanting fuck Saribol. Uh how do you feel about that and then the translator was like
0: fuck Sarriball."
1: <laughs> it's quite funny uh, and again he was
0: like oh, I don't really care it's mad isn't it yeah so they've, so that was their uh, heaviest defeat in any competition since when losing 7-0 to who was it to Newcastle it was not oh I wish it was but it's, it was not well, it was Bolton was it no but really? it was another team that you wouldn't expect them to be beaten by it was Nottingham Forest in April 1991 oh, okay so it stood for a while uh, what people of our age sorry I'm just
1: yawning what people of our age probably won't appreciate about Chelsea is until Abramovich came in they were like mid-table at best
0: I think the season before Abramovich came in they finished fifth mm-hmm. or but something I mean, like a, that a few years before that they'd oh been mid-table re- yeah they'd yeah. been relegation battle and stuff didn't have much money Chelsea's previous fixtures Arsenal 2 Chelsea nil; Chelsea 3 Sheffield nil. Bournemouth four, Chelsea nil. Chelsea five, Huddersfield nil, and then Man City six, Chelsea nil. Oh, so the United game sort of broke the. Uh, I mean, they
1: still lost.
0: Well, the, no, the uh, the the the. It's all in the league. Oh no, it's not. All the league. Malmo game. They played Malmo, I think, didn't they? In the uh, in the Europa League. So they won. Uh, so obviously they were terrible in that uh, in that City game. We've spoken about it before. Um, what needs to change for for Chelsea now
1: for the end of the season? Um, Jorginho needs to stop playing. Uh, to be honest, the, the full backs they have don't suit the system they're playing either. Marcos Alonso is not a left back. Yeah, I agree. Certainly for the Premier League, he's not defensively good enough. Both of United's goals came from crosses from out wide that should be being stopped at source.
0: Um, I think for me as well, like David Luiz can't play in the back two. Yeah, um, he's good in a back back three because, as we as I've had conversations with people, Fabian like Fabian Share at Newcastle, he is like a attacking defender, and that's what Luiz is. He he's good at carrying the ball out of defence, but he needs two people to sort of. Play actual defenders, which is why when he had his good season for Chelsea, like his best season for Chelsea, he was playing in a back five. He was playing kind of like more as a defensive midfielder rather than a defender. And he had players like John Terry behind him. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, he doesn't have that now. Like, I think sorry is. I think sorry ball would work if he had the right players, but he. To some extent anyway to some extent but I think he's premature in the fact that he has obviously he's brought in Higuain and Jorginho and he's been like right I'm going to play it regardless of what's happening Mm -hmm. and it's like no it's not working for Chelsea Um, they beat Malmo 2-1 which again was like a a bit of a non-result really a game you would expect them to win Uh, quick one on this can they win the Europa League? Uh, no. There's too many good teams in it. Fair. And then last night they lost, uh, not last night, on Monday night they lost 2 0 to Manchester United and didn't really, again, look at the races. Another, uh, I would say another mistake by Marcus Alonso, uh, that side of the defence anyway, which looks weak. Um, how bad is that for Chelsea?
1: Yeah, that was realistically the only Chelsea, uh, only trophy that they could win. Obviously, they're in a final, but they're playing City. Yeah. Um,
0: Where they're going to finish? Sixth. Yeah, I agree. Um. Worst uh, week of the season for any team in the league? Do you think? Or wor- worst period? Yeah, I think so. They've won something like four of their last thirteen. Who, if Sari goes, who's coming in?
1: Um, apparently Lampard's got really good odds but I
0: think that would be a bit premature I saw this tweet this week uh, and I thought it was super interesting Chelsea are are too used to looking for a saviour figure so like a transfer market option or a new manager the problems are getting harder to fix with the reactionary mentality long term vision and planning is needed to stave the Blues off the path of permanent decline Mm mhm I think Abramovich
1: has really lost interest.
0: Yeah, and you can tell as well. You can tell. Um, right, let's move on. Crystal Palace. He's not
1: allowed into the UK because uh, is he not? No, but it's because he's. It's because, you know, the, like, things where, like, those Russian people got poisoned in the UK? Yeah. It's because he's one of, like, Putin's, like, he works... He's, like, he's got an association to the Russian government, so he's one of the people that's not allowed into the UK.
0: That's why he's not been to a match for ages. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Crystal Palace next. Uh, They had a fairly uh, understated 1-1 draw with West Ham. Uh, The thing I want to talk about here, and the thing that got on my caught on my tits was the fact that Wilfred Zaha played in this game so he'd been sent off in against uh, was it against Fulham it was against someone and they appealed his red card which meant that he could play in the next game and he went on and scored against West Ham surely that should be cleared up Prior to the next game, because yeah. then the game he missed was Doncaster in yeah. the cup. So that to me is like absolutely
1: ridiculous. Also, for me, I feel almost like his ban should be Premier League only.
0: Yeah, I think all I think the ban it, it's difficult unless it, it's for, unless it's for like he punches someone,
1: but it's like he got sent off in the league for two yellow cards. You missed the next league Yeah,
0: game. it's so. It's so stupid, like, that you can appeal something. That is a tactical appeal from Palace. Yeah. It's a tactical appeal from Palace. Um And it's just it's I, I thought West Ham deserved the win, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like um where would West Ham be without Fabianski We'll get onto that in a sec. But so one year talks to me about Michig he came on, missed a good chance against West Ham. Um played the played about ni- uh, 80 minutes against Doncaster didn't get on the score sheet looked lively you said that um, they were definitely safe now how many goals do you think he can get between now and the end of the season? 5 and you think that'll be enough, yeah?
1: yeah, because they've got like other people in the team Milivojevic will inevitably score about 3 penalties
0: yeah because Zaha will dive his way into the box yes <laughs> Um. They've got some interesting games coming up, uh Leicester, Man United, Burnley. However, unlike a lot of the other teams around them, they have either played the big teams already or don't have the big teams towards the end of the season. I mean they've their last few games are Bournemouth, Cardiff, Everton, Arsenal, Man City. So they've got a few big clubs in there but you could see the bottom. me, you could see them taking six to nine points off the last three games, which I think ultimately is going to, is going to keep them in the league. And I, I agree with you to some extent that they are, they are safe. Um, and I'm going to keep them where they are in, in 13th. Well, I've gone for 14th, 14th Crystal Palace. So below Burnley, which is fair enough. Um, I think there was one more question I had about, uh, about Palace if I can remember what it was um, Max Mayer and Jeffrey Schlup scored uh, at the weekend I against Doncaster yeah it's a great name Um Schlupp played like more of a central role do you think Hodgson's like found the solution now to that midfield that was like him like
1: moved away from 442 hasn't even gone more to a 433 which i think suits Townsend Zaha and like Mishi Bachwei like Townsend Bachwei and Zaha as a, as a front three could annihilate teams around yeah. them Yeah i think it does suit them it's uh, Hodgson's always i've always maintained this He only ever goes for a more attacking solution when backed into a corner. And inevitably, it came off more for him when he was a bit bolder.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah, I think Palace will be fine. Palace will be fine. Um, A team that, interestingly, might not be so fine is Everton. Um, They lost against rivals watford uh, on the last weekend, they've had a week's break well, the first the, I ask this question every week Marco Silva's job on the line, how long has he got?
1: He'll get to the end of the season that's my view Do you think he'll stay beyond then? Potentially no, he's got between now and the end of the season to save his job
0: Yeah, I agree he's, I mean, that's three losses on the spin. Uh, five, six, six losses in his last seven games. It's looking bleak, I would say, for for Everton fans. And also, the the football is terrible. The the one question I just want to stay on Marco Silva for a second is why were Watford fans so bothered about Marco Silva? Like, obviously, he left the club. He got fired from the club after basically. Being a shit manager for the second half of the season, which is his thing, I think. Um, He's very like Sarri, and he like he doesn't change. He plays the four-two-three-one,
1: but it's very much, like Sigurdsson doesn't appear to have any sort of defensive responsibility. So those two in the middle
0: end up just getting overrun. Yeah.
1: Constantly,
0: he Sigurdsson's an interesting one because we've praised him a lot on this podcast and said he's had a great season so far. But he's quite obviously not in form at the moment. So surely you would say to him, "Look, I'm going to rest you for like this one game. Like I want you to come off the bench and I want you to show me why you need to be starting next week, and then he can come in and do something." But like you've got players, he should have players. Not, I mean, it was only a year ago that we were talking about Everton having about 50 number tens in their squad. And they don't. They only have Sigurdsson really now. Um, I'm going to drop a little thought into your head. Go on.
1: Sigurdsson to Arsenal in the summer. Bearing no. in mind they don't have a massive budget.
0: Yeah, but it will. Ozil out. He'll Sigurdsson. have to overpay for Sigurdsson, I think. And yeah. also, he he played for Spurs. Oh yeah, I'd forgotten that. It's a. I mean I wouldn't put it past it's the sort of thing that Arsenal would do I'd just like to clarify for the listeners I'm not saying
1: Sigurdsson is going to Arsenal that's yeah. actually not what I'm saying I'm Josh
0: going. has heard that on the grapevine uh, where are Everton going to finish this season I've put 10th ok and I'm going to go even worse than that I'm going to go 11th I let me just have a look at their fixtures I mean I can see them getting points at the weekend against Uh, Not at the weekend, uh, next week against Cardiff because they don't play at the weekend because of the Carabao Cup final, I think. But then they they have uh, the Merseyside derby and then if you look towards the end of the season, I think there's teams around them that are going to be fighting for points. Mm -hmm. Burnley Palace, Spurs could still be in the title race at that point on the last day. Man United top four. Uh, Fulham still obviously want to get out. I think they'll win that game. Arsenal want to get top 4 they've still got Chelsea, West Ham, Liverpool to play I can see them picking up enough points to not be in trouble but also n- not enough to get into 7th I'd say they're 4 uh, they're 6 points off 7th at the moment and I just don't think they're anywhere near yeah um okay then Fulham next we'll keep this brief
1: they're going down
0: yeah where they're finishing 19th yeah I'm going the same oh I wonder who we've got in 20th I wonder Newcastle um, <coughs> we're going to end the podcast <laughs> there because we're going to have a fight dropped yeah. so
1: much then
0: they got absolutely pummeled by Manchester United um, obviously an in-form Manchester United at the moment Um Fulham are, are terrible and I think Babbel summed up their situation against Manchester United where he was literally a yard from goal and he like scuffed it between his feet and it went out for a goal kick like it was such an easy easy chance I think chance. next season when Fulham are inevitably
1: like 15th in the championship after like 20 games going we really should have made a better fist of staying up do you think
0: if they kept uh, you kind of it was you kind of it say yeah no, you kind I, of itch. I think
1: they're better than they were under him. And
0: Defensively though, I mean they ship goals. Uh, two against, uh, sorry, three against Man United, two against Palace, two against Brighton. You can't polish even when turd. they won four two. You can't polish a turd though. Two against Spurs, two against Burnley. They, I mean, obviously they lost in the third round against Oldham as well. Two against Oldham, four against Arsenal. Their last clean sheet came on the twenty ninth of December against and that was against Huddersfield. Guess when their clean sheet the only clean sheet before was that was Newcastle. Yeah, it was at home. It's um, What a terrible game of football that was.
1: For me, like if you look at look at Cardiff, Sol Bamba, maybe not a Premier League quality player, but he is a defensive leader, warrior.
0: Yeah. Fulham don't have someone well, like that we've said it a million times like they spent so much money in the summer on attacking talent and they do have a Ferrari for, well they have like a Nissan GT front end but they have a Nissan Micra rear end, like at the back I'll tell you what again Sergio Rico has come in for a Bonatini is it Bonatini or Betanelli Betanelli Bele- yeah I always one. get them too mixed up I was going to call him
1: Bellatelli then Bellatelli.
0: Uh, in in goal and he's been excellent but again like you say you can't polish that turd of a defence it's like absolutely abysmal I think they would be in a better position if they'd started Rico from the start of the season but they, again they've conceded 58 goals this season 58 they
1: don't have the worst goal difference though they
0: don't but that's not an indictment on uh that's just how bad Huddersfield are. Uh, who are up next, in fact? And I assume we're both going for Huddersfield, bottom of the league. Yeah. Um, they I do mean, look a
1: bit better with Siver in charge, but they're they're down.
0: Yeah, and uh, obviously two-one loss to Arsenal. They scored though. Yeah. They scored, which was a bit better. I it mean, was in their the first goal 30th. for five hundred ninety-seven minutes. Wow. They are terrible and we're not going to dwell on them too long because do you think they're a team that can bounce back straight up to the Premier League? No. I mean, you look at the team that started against Arsenal and you probably say that a lot of those players either aren't good enough or are going to move on. Aaron Moy, I think, will get a move to a newly promoted club. Jason Punchin's going to go back to um, going to go back to to Palace, uh, Philip Billing, I kind of like. I think he'll move on at some point. Alex Pritchard's going to move on. Lursel uh, Lursel the keeper. Um, I, they played Hamer in goal on on uh, a week past Saturday. I just think that uh, I think Schindler will get a move as well, but they just um, up front just have no fire fire at all. And it is a massive problem. I mean, you, you look at they've, they've scored uh, 14 goals this season in 26 games. It's just, I mean, that that if if ever there was going to be a problem, it's that, isn't it? Mhm. Um. Leicester City. Talk to me about Leicester City. The enigma that is. I still yeah. think they're doing all right for their squad that they've got. They've had some tricky fi- fixtures recently. Man United. Uh, Spurs, well, Spurs last um, Man United Liverpool, Wolves uh, Southampton they haven't won in 2, 3, 4, 5 6 since New Year's Day against Everton Puel obviously we've spoken about this before as well and uh, the fact that it seems silly that Puel's under pressure but they're sat in 12th on 32 points I just what does he need to do to get this Leicester City squad like up to up to scratch really
1: it's difficult isn't it because I still don't really know how he's trying to play and I feel like Vardy he's like his use of Vardy sort of summed up their whole season like one week Vardy's in one week he's not yeah
0: but they don't really have another option up top. That's the interesting thing, I think he he dropped him for that... Uh, United for, game. For, well, for the Spurs game, I don't think he started. Yeah, I don't think he started against United
1: either, they put Damari Dem- Gray up front.
0: Yeah, and to me it just seems, it seems mad, I think it was Gray's 100th appearance against either Man United or Leicester... Uh it was uh, sorry, um Spurs. Yeah, it was Damari Grey started up front for against Spurs. Uh I'll tell you what though, Tielemans played and he yeah. was he was excellent. Quality. Yeah. That that I think that um system works with um sort of like Indeedee sitting and then T. and Madison just in front and they can sort of either play two with Indeedee and T. in behind and Madison in front or they can play with two attacking midfielders really. Um for me, T. Elements is one of the best box-to-box midfielders in the business, and he'll do great things for. They need to establish a core
1: of their team. They don't really have a core of the team. I don't feel. Well,
0: I would say they have a a, a spine of Michael Maguire, Maguire, and Didi, Madison Vardy, at, like up the middle of the pitch. Well, but I feel
1: like you have to, you, the spine of your team have to play ninety percent of your games. Yeah. and I feel like that's not I and mean, you know they've had a few injuries and stuff but you know
0: relegation is not even on the cards for them that no. should be where, yeah. do, where do you think they're going to finish do you think they'll stay where they are 11th, do you think they'll move 5th, up but 11th um, I think they'll pick up some points by the end of the season let me have a look I you know what I'm going to go for For a top half finish, I'm gonna go for. Watch out, Ollie might kiss you next time he sees you. Ninth. I'm gonna go for ninth. I'm gonna go for ninth. Again, it's been another tough season for them in terms of what's happened off the off the field. So, you can sort of see, um, why there's been some sort of slump there. It's there's not like a great feeling around the club at the moment and. It has been a, a sad season, and they will look back on this season as a sad season, but they should look back on it as, like, that was the season we, that we could that we said that we could push on. Vardy is 31 now, 32, something like that. They need to bring in a striker in the summer, and they need to give him some competition, because Ian Acho just <laughs> doesn't give him that at all. Do you know who's a player that I would like to see in the Premier League? Go on. Timo Werner. yeah. For me, better than... Uh, oh, yesterday. yeah, yeah.
1: But, like, he's, yeah, know, he's quick, he's... I mean, like, on FIFA, he's, like, 94 pace or something. <laughs> Which I know is not, like uh, <laughs> a, like, uh He is a great player.
0: Yeah. I think he'd suit the Premier League. Yeah. I reckon he's a 70, 80 million pound signer. I'm not saying he's worth that, but I'm saying that that is probably what someone's going to have to pay to mm-hmm. prize him away. Um, okay, on to Liverpool next. They obviously got knocked out of the FA Cup, so they didn't have an FA Cup game. Uh, they they be born with 3-0. Um, was Mane's goal offside? Um, yes. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think VAR would have chalked it off. But again, it's tight. Uh, yeah. Benefit of the doubt and all that. I mean, it wasn't Milner offside, you know what I mean? Um, talk to me about Liverpool's midfield.
1: <laughs> I'm still not convinced by Naby Keita, you know.
0: No, neither am I. I think he looked really a, good in the first couple of games that he had of the think season.
1: It was a really odd one that they announced his signing so far in advance. And obviously, he's had that time for that to just build up and build up and build up. And then I think a player they're really missing is Alex Oxlade Chamberlain because he yeah. gives them something a little bit different. Although,
0: I think in that particular game. V- Wijnaldum stepped up to the plate and yeah. had an excellent game. I, th- I think Fabinho took all the plaudits, but I thought Wijnaldum was awesome. Um, but he doesn't do it c- consistently enough for no. me. Uh, he's a he's a he's a great player. We've seen before. I've seen him live. He uh, worked like he has games where he works really hard and he does everything right, and then he has games where he'll just go missing. But who is their who is their starting three?
1: I um, think that's almost a bit of a hindrance. They're like rotated round so much that. My starting three. But uh, not your starting three. But what is that? All right. Start, well, what is no. That, that, yeah.
0: well, we don't know, do we? Um, who who would your starting three be? Everyone's fit. Yeah, everyone's fit. Ox. Yeah.
1: Fabinio. Okay. And probably Album.
0: so no Flambino Henderson sitting no Lallana no Milner no Milner I would go Oxley chamberlain Milner and Wijnaldum okay who's
1: sitting in the Milner okay he has the
0: ability like Left foot and right foot. I think he's never really been used in that sort of deep lying role, and for me, it's like perfect for him. It's it's the balance of what he does for the team anyway, and he's. I know he's not club captain, but Henderson never plays, so he's. Captain. I thought Henderson was
1: quite good last night. You know, against. I didn't actually area. see
0: the game last night, um, but I'm you know, glad what you get with Jordan Henderson, you get
1: commitment, you get leadership, and
0: yeah, I saw a couple of things online. Like I think a a draw is good for Liverpool, but. They were at Anfield. Yeah. You know, they've never lost in the uh, Champions League at home under Klopp. That's a good record. Yeah. Um, they've made it a fortress, I think, Anfield. Uh, they've got some interesting fixtures coming up until the end of the season. They've still got, like, uh, Man United to play. They've still got. Isn't um, that this weekend? It certainly is. We're going to get onto to the, this weekend's what fixtures day is it near on? the end on Sunday. We should watch it. We should watch it. I'm not here we shouldn't watch it I might watch it at the pub where I am going to be Man United they've still got um, obviously Bayern second leg they've still got Spurs Chelsea uh, obviously the big one Newcastle Um, Wolves they've still got teams that can take points off them and cause them problems Wolves on the last day is going to be if it goes down to the last day it's going to be ridiculously Hard for Liverpool. They, I don't think they could have picked a worse side to play on the last day than Wolves, mm. and that's why I'm going to say that they're a team that won't finish. just sit
1: back. Yeah, exactly. Because Wolves are safe. Wolves will go for it. Yeah, well, if Wolves, Wolves are if
0: Wolves are in for seventh or even sixth, depending on how much Chelsea fall off. I'm going to go for Liber- where Where you put in Liverpool? second second
1: do you know what I just want them to bottle it yeah eject that
0: I'm going to have to move away if they if they win the league do you remember the feeling do you of- know what I'm going to I'm going to put this out there I'm putting Liverpool third <gasps> ooh brutal yeah I think they'll lose two
1: games do I mean- you remember the feeling of deflation when they didn't win the league
0: yeah was that in our first year? Yeah, it was a while ago now. It feels yeah. like a while ago anyway. <laughs> so who do you think are gonna to come top, Josh? Man City. So do I. They're our next team, aren't they? Yeah. They? Are. It's as if that segue was in there for a reason. Um They play in the Champions League tonight against Schalke. Um having had quite a busy fixture list to be honest that win against Chelsea we've spoken about briefly um, I've got a stat
1: here City are the only team who can change their whole team and the
0: quality is basically not affected yeah it's mad it's ridiculous so Raheem Sterling has been directly involved in 50 Premier League goals since the start of last season 57 appearances 30 goals 20 assists mental that's like centre forward form and he plays out wide. It's I like I know he's playing in this this superstar team. Hello, Gareth Southgate. Raheem Sterling is a wide player. <laughs> yeah. um, wide player. Sorry,
1: wide. I would this just was like, to, like I said, wide.
0: This was tweeted ten days ago, but it's still the fact still stands. In the last eight days, so we're talking uh, on from the Chelsea game backwards. In the last eight eight games. Sergio Aguero had scored as many Premier League home goals as Huddersfield have all season. That's incredible. Mad.
1: Sergio Aguero was at JP's gig on Saturday. Was he? Yeah.
0: Sergio Aguero and Ricky Hatton. That's a combination, isn't it? Pretty hell. Sergio. Sergio. Um so that win against Chelsea was I think was huge for for not just for confidence but also like they played they showed how good they were. I mean, Aguero scored his 11th Premier League hat-trick, equaling Alan Shearer's record, his 13th hat-trick in all competitions for Manchester City, which is incredible. Um,
1: Alan Shearer said he'd pick Aguero
0: over Henry. I would as well. And then just they went to Newport 1-4-1 with a changed team. Guardiola, after the game, went into the Newport dressing room and said... They, he told basically told the Man City players to leave and leave all their stuff and said to the Newport players, "There you go, take whatever you want as a memento." So like kits, Padraig Omon like
1: sniffing dirty kits. Yeah, he's still scored in every every round. has he? Yeah, the lad who
0: scored for Newport. Yeah. he's now he scored That's in mad. every round they were in. That's crazy, isn't it? Well, they play Schalke tonight. Um, first question I want is, uh, I want to ask is are they going to win tonight? They're away from um, home. Yes. Schalke are 14th in the Bundesliga <laughs> and the the next question I want to ask is can they win the Champions League the Premier League the League Cup and the FA Cup well yes because they're
1: in all four but will they? just saying Schalke are 14th the Bundesliga is an 18 team league it's yeah. not a 20 team league so like they're like teetering yeah on the edge Um I remember we used to play FIFA at school, and we used to like we do like a tournament. But you couldn't be, you had to be a team that was four star. I'd always pick Schalke
0: because <laughs> they had a mint team for a four star team. Um, so out of those four competitions, what Man City going to win? They're going to win the League Cup. Yeah. For deaths. That's gonna on win, Sunday.
1: They're going to win the Prem. Yeah. The other two, less so. Um, but a lot of the big teams are already out of the FA Cup if they win the quadruple then they're the best team in English football ever over one season not like ever but like that would be the best season of any team ever I
0: think it (coughs) I think it not only makes them the best I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it not only makes them the best team like for one singular season I think it makes Pep Guardiola not for longevity not for the amount of trophies won but the best manager that the premier league's ever seen yeah i know sir alex has done did amazing things at man united and he is probably the most iconic premier league manager do you think sir alex ferguson was actually like tactically the i mean i probably wouldn't have said that he was an amazing manager if he hadn't won the league in his last season with that shite squad that he, he had. Was,
1: I I think he was a brilliant motivator. Yeah, but I also think he fell out with people a lot.
0: Threw boot at David Beckham's face, well, he didn't he? Kicked
1: a boot, didn't he? Yeah. But you know the uh, the game where he decided like he was going to sell, but Beck- or like the game where Beckham decided he was going to go. Yeah. So uh, it was there's that like epic Champions League. I think it was a quarter-final, or might have been around of 16, mm-hmm. Man United, Real Madrid. Real Madrid won the first leg 3-1, and I think United won the return leg 4-3. Ronaldo scored a ridiculous hat yeah. shot. <laughs> Um Shots from like 35 yards going yeah. in and things. But I think United were winning 4-3. Beckham had, Beckham had come on and scored a couple of goals, but in the last minute he had a free kick. From the same place where he scored one about ten minutes earlier, uh-huh. and he, he put it uh, just over the bar, and he like turned to the bench and like Alex Ferguson was just like sat there like shaking his head, and he decided that was the moment he wasn't going to stay. You know. Oh really? Wow.
0: Yeah. Madness. Well, we'll move on to Man United. Cause Man City speak for themselves, really. Uh, they have had a, again a, a, a mixed week. Uh, Oli Oli Gunasolsha lost his first game as Manchester United manager against PSG in the Champions League last week uh, Pogba got sent off which was nice to see which makes me happy Um, Sanchez came on obviously they lost uh, Lingard and someone else went off in that game as well Martial was it Martial Um, and Sanchez came on He, he came on against Fulham as well was terrible but against PSG 45 minutes no key passes no crosses no shots a winger he's just not really for me
1: he doesn't put that much effort in compared to like what he should be
0: that game showed me why Di Maria should still be at Man United Mm -hmm. he would thrive under Solskjaer he would yeah do you know what though I never thought I'd say this I quite like it now that
1: United are playing attacking football again
0: yeah it's it's uh makes a nice change from the dross that we had to endure at the start of the season I suppose when we're watching the games mean they're they're on telly a lot because they're Manchester United so like we watch them probably we probably watch like five out of eight games so I mean the, the game on Monday against Chelsea they absolutely tore them apart they tore Fulham apart but they showed their vulnerability against a better PSG side who Without Cavani and Neymar, and and they they got. What do you make of Neymar arriving on crutches,
1: dressed like Ali G? Oh, I didn't see that. It might have been at there. I don't know if it was at United, but I thought it was footage from the United game. He's a tit, isn't he, Neymar?
0: He's a tit. He is. He is a tool. He is a tool, but he is an absolutely unbelievable footballer. He is.
1: But if we were picking and 11 based on twattiness him oh and, he'd be him and Pogba are like first name on the team sheets. yeah that is true I'd probably put Ronaldo in as well
0: yeah I would put Ronaldo in Ronaldo, Neymar and Pogba it's not a bad combination though is it I'm just trying to f- find this photo of Neymar the internet's me slow. oh my goodness what is he wearing that is horrendous is it at the United game no oh it must have been the one at the weekend oh it was uh, he He went to Brazil it's him just getting out he looks woeful that is uh, yeah I no terrible um, Manchester United have uh, Liverpool at the weekend they've got some other important games coming up um, and they've got quite an easy end to the season but a couple of fixtures with Wolves in there one in the quarter final of the FA Cup where are they going to finish? 4th I'm gonna go for fifth. I think we'll just miss out. You still owe me a McDonald's, by the way. I do, yeah. Well I haven't been for a while because uh I'm trying Neither to lose some, I. some of my about flap. two weeks. <laughs> oh saying that I think I had one I uh, had one last night. But before that it was ages. It's just so good. For it, like half an so hour so of your life shit, it's so, so good. good. Um alright, Newcastle United. I've only just got over the 1-1 draw with Wolves uh, There's a couple of things from that game that I want to talk about And then I want to talk about what Newcastle have done over the last week And, uh, and what's happening uh, We'll stay briefly on this because there's not that much to talk about But I want to talk about Willy Bolly's goal against us Foul Foul
1: Foul Did Benitez get in trouble for those comments?
0: what did he say he said
1: the referees don't know the rules or something yeah
0: well he's not wrong is he no what I I don't understand is though that managers managers say stuff like this all the time they get fined or whatever but referees make decisions and they don't get any there's no repercussions there they can't come out and defend their decision fair enough like but at the same time like there has
1: to be some. I think. Do you know what I think is difficult? Like Premier League refs. That's not their only job, really, yeah. is it? For me, there should be ten Premier League refs with maybe two on the reserve list. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And they they should be full time professionals. Uh-huh. And they should be, they should be in in the week evaluating, training, constantly evolving. Yeah. They should be so like in rugby, you can ask for a ref to come to your training session, to like. And like ask their opinion on like say if you're training on like a technical side of the game, you can like check with them that actually what you're doing is like legal. Yeah. I think that would be a really like useful thing to, to maybe have. You know like is how we're marking at corners. Is this allowed? Yeah. That sort of thing. Um. I can't
0: believe that in an age where footballers getting paid 400 grand a week, the referees aren't full time professionals. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Um, I. I'm surprised that he didn't I mean this is the this is the same referee that gave the Salah penalty against Newcastle uh on Boxing Day. Um so I don't understand how you can give that as a foul where Dummett has basically grazed his shoulder, okay? But Willy Bolly's got his arms around Dubravka's neck and face and like the the all the slow motion, or like all the sky stuff was stopped when Bolly's arms were like over debravka 's face, but actually, if you look before that when Debravka's jumping, bolly 's actually got his arms over his neck and like onto his mm-hmm. shoulders and chest, so like the reason he can 't get up admittedly he shouldn 't try to catch it, but it is hard to catch a ball when someone's pushing you down and also got their hands over your face so for me it's a it's a free kick, and it's that that goal shouldn't stand. <sighs> It's super frustrating because that was a game where we, we actually played really well, I thought. And yeah. we deserved to, to get the win, to be honest. We've got some crucial games coming up. Uh, we've just had a fixture against CSK Moscow, friendly in Spain, over the what weekend. Spartak? No, CSK. There's um, that many Moscow teams. Yeah. Um, we drew 1-1. Uh, we made two subs at half-time. There was a, one of the... I'm not going to name the newspaper because they're basically they're all twats... Uh, Don't By The Sun and uh, they wrote an article on Almiron saying he'd had a horror start to his Newcastle career, like his horror debut, well actually I thought Almiron played quite well in that game and you know what, I'm going to praise DeAndre Yedlin as well, because um, I thought he had a good game as well, it's alright doing it in a friendly though isn't it um, he still didn't defend, he still didn't run back and help his defence out but whatever Um some big games coming up. Huddersfield, Burnley, West Ham, Everton, Bournemouth are the next five games. Where are Newcastle going to finish? 16th. Ooh. I'm going 14th. I think. Yes, I'm going 14th. Next up, Southampton. Southampton obviously lost that game against Cardiff it was a a, a big loss for Hasenhuttle I would say um, they've had a break since then is that going to reinvigorate is it giving them time to reinvigorate the squad they play Arsenal on Sunday I've got some breaking news have you? the Jonas
1: Brothers are reuniting
0: Oh, God. That That's the most Josh Batley
1: news I've ever heard. I thought that would make you... I, th- I thought you were into the Jonas Brothers. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. I mean, I'm not, really. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry, Hassan yeah. Um I think they're going to be safe, but I think he needs
0: like a full transfer window. Cause I still feel yeah. like he's putting square pegs into round holes a little bit. I still think I mean like we said they were unlucky to lose that game I thought they were the better team Redmond played well Um, again James Ward Prowse for me is really making an England push Um, so is Redmond to be fair Mm -hmm. Um, as a backup as a backup winger Um, I mean they had 14 shots 7 on target to Cardiff 6 shots and 3 on target Um, and you look at their team it's pretty good I thought Valerie had a good game after us basically saying he was shit a few weeks ago after getting sent off or should have been getting sent off their team is is decent um, and they should be doing a lot better than they are I I think they'll finish 16th to fill my last place you think they'll finish 17th yes Uh, so I think they'll stay up but I think you're right Hasenhuttle needs time now to get get into this get some decent transfers in um, we're running out of time because Josh's got to go to work So we'll, we'll get on to these last couple of teams Spurs are first Tell me about Spurs
1: Spurs, they're going to come third for me um, I I enjoy Spurs I think Poch has done a
0: brilliant job there Oh yeah And Kane and Ali are going to start coming back so. That's the reason I've got them in second um, Kane and Ali are going to come back in uh, Good win against Leicester Great win against Dortmund and the fixtures that they've got coming up are big games Burnley I think they'll win, early kickoff on Saturday Chelsea I think they'll win next week because they're, they're playing Chelsea at a time where Sarri could not be in a you're job not, by that you're time You're not a Harry Winks fan, are you? No, I, I saw him pass sideways and backwards at Wembley a few weeks ago I've seen him pass sideways and backwards a few times I just, I think he's a good player he can pass the ball he can certainly pass the ball back on the side but it's so can Jordan Henderson I think he's got a bigger passing range he has the doesn't ability. make tackles doesn't make key passes doesn't make runs uh, doesn't uh, like people are saying oh he's playing in this defensive role so he's not going to be doing that no tackles hasn't won uh, has won like 3% of his ball but like headers Um like I, I, how many stats do you want to, for me to tell you why he's, he doesn't influence games? He's a, he's a, he carries. He's, I mean, like I say, he can spread the plays. He's, he's, a, li- he he's a link
1: player. Yeah. And he's got to be played in the right system. And arguably, he's not a central so, defensive midfielder. Somebody player.
0: said to me, somebody said to me, Modric doesn't do much. It's like Modric is like. M- Modric creates things yeah. for the team. Winks doesn't do that for Spurs yet. Yeah, I, like I've said previously, I'm not saying he's not going to be a good player, like because he 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 has the, the ability to to be a really good player. He Has improved from like the last over the last few years. If he didn't have but the at ability, this moment in time,
1: he, he wouldn't be there. The at
0: this punch. moment in time, he's getting lots and lots of praise for not really doing much. I'm not heaping praise on him. I'm calling out his potential. No, I'm not saying it's you. I'm saying I'm saying like generally the press because he's a. English midfielder everyone's going mad for him Mm -hmm. but he's not actually doing that much he's just playing in a very very good Spurs team and he scored he scored two goals in like nearly 100 appearances for Spurs Mm -hmm. over three seasons or something Mm -hmm. a big goal admittedly against uh, Watford or whoever it was against to get the win Uh, Fulham sorry at Craver Cottage but other than that Mm -hmm. at the moment for me he's just a bit like Beige, a beige midfielder. But they've got some good, um, they've got some winnable fixtures coming up, and uh, I think the games against I think they'll beat Liverpool uh, at Anfield, and it's going to be like for me, they're a a team that can go and beat Liverpool. Personally, Um, do you know what I think as well? And I said this when we played uh, Spurs at, at Wembley. Vertonghen at left back is quality. Mm-hmm. He can he's he's big and strong. He can also cross the ball. He's, he got his goal against Dortmund. He's just a good footballer. He's just he? a great footballer. Yeah. And that's why I've got them in second because I just think they they they've they've got what what it takes. Watford next. Um they beat QPR the week uh, on Friday night, last Friday night. They should
1: really be targeting the FA yeah. Cup. They're
0: safe now. So they should be targeting that uh, where they're going to finish? Eighth. Bit of a far cry from your relegation prediction. And I'm going to say that they're going to finish seventh.
1: I've only gone for eighth because they're they're like four points clear of ninth, I think. And I think set. I think seventh and eighth. I think Wolves and Watford are going to pull away from. Yeah. Team. I think they
0: they have the ability to to beat uh, Wolves. Um, they, they, that game, third last game of the season, they play Wolves, and it's going to be huge. Uh, whoever wins that game is going to finish higher. I would say it's that it's that tight. Although again, both teams uh, are, v- are very similar. Both teams have conceded thirty four, uh, scored thirty four goals, but conceded. Wolves have conceded thirty three, and Wolves have conceded thirty four. So it's going to be super tight that uh, that sector of the league. Really, you look like you're going to tell me something. No. I'm just uh, sending a selfie. <laughs> of course you are. Um West Ham next. Because we've got a few things to do by right, uh at the end of the podcast. West Ham uh drew against Crystal Palace. Um they're currently sat in the m- right on the middle of the table in tenth, level on points with Everton and Bournemouth. Where are they gonna finish? Uh ninth.
1: I think they've secretly had a really good season, despite their in- inconsistencies and
0: and them having a, a a very poor start. They lost the first four games, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got them in tenth. I think again, that's a successful year. But
1: if you spread out, because they've like they've lost a chunk of games and then won a few and then lost a chunk. If they'd like spread that out, if it had been like a win and then a loss, and then yeah. a win and a loss, like it doesn't look as bad as it does, like like their ninth, and when you
0: think where they were last year, like they'd have probably settled for like an 11th or 12th. Mm -hmm. Well, they haven't won in the league since the 12th of January, and they'll be looking at this weekend against, well, a Friday against Fulham and licking their lips, to be honest. Um, Then they go into a, a, a run of fixtures, they play Man City, but then they've got a run of fixtures where they can take points, Newcastle, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Everton... Um Chelsea you could also put on that list. So there's five games where they can take points um and then they've got Man United and Spurs in the last couple of games. Um so they're like so so I think tenth will be like you say a good finish for them and uh, Well I've
1: got them as ninth, so that's Well be yeah, very ninth. Good yeah,
0: it'll be a very good finish. Uh and last but not least, Wolverhampton Wanderers who um beat Bristol City over the weekend 1-0 uh, I've got Wolves in 8th I just think that they haven't got the legs okay. in the squad um, I think Watford might have a little bit of a bigger squad and players players like Pereira that haven't necessarily been in form in the middle of the season for, for Watford I think will, will come into their own we were a little bit worried about Wolves in terms of they weren't putting chances away but they're doing that now I thought they were poor against Newcastle Isaac Hayden said that um, Wolves were one of the poorer teams that they'd seen at St James, uh that they'd played this season I, I tend to agree with him I, I thought they were really poor um, but they're picking up results what do you think of their general performances recently?
1: I seen? just I really enjoy the project that Wolves is I know uh, I used to go down to Wolverhampton quite a lot. Uh, we have a mutual friend who is from there. They always used to stay with him when we were gigging in, in Max, um, and it was it was a bit depressing going to watch Wolves play. I think he used to go and watch them quite a lot, and they had a high turnover of managers. Yeah, uh, and you always associated t- teams, Wolves teams in the Premier League, of being scrappy. Not really being that good. Like Matt Jarvis was like their like standout player, and he he wasn't actually that good, was yeah, he? Yeah, no, he wasn't. Um, uh, but now they're like a team. Like there's quite a continental feel to them. They don't they don't play like a, an English style of football. They play a very sort of continental style of football. Um, I know you're not really a fan of three at the back, but you probably wouldn't argue with me where they make three at the back look. Yeah. Look, look good. Yeah, and they've got some young English players as well who don't get that much game time, but they contribute when they play. Yeah, I think. Is Doherty English
0: right. or Irish, Doherty? I think he's English, because we spoke about uh, although we've got previous history for this. Um, I think we've spoken about this in the past. Oh no, he is Irish. Yeah, he Matt is Irish. Doherty. He's got five caps for Republic of Ireland are they all friendlies
1: because then he could transfer to England and that would be funny
0: yeah well, like uh Chris Sutton said something I no.
1: agreed with never go on he said Declan Rice is a better
0: technician than Eric Dyer. yes he is alright then so there are our Premier League predictions Um couple more questions we've done this with guests this season Bolton Um, won last week Bolton won last week yes I knew there was something yes you lost 4-0 to Norwich but that's no that's not a bad uh, but we were at home yeah but it's Norwich and they scored like a goal that Brazil would have been proud of Um, yeah Bolton won incredible but you're still 22nd or 21st in the league let's have a look shall we Um, it's not going so well Um, That is a bit of an understatement. Yeah. I would just like to point out. And Millwall are potentially going to pick up some more points. So it could be difficult for Bolton to get out of there. Bolton
1: High Court date. Yes. The 20th of March. That's exciting. We're 23rd still.
0: Goal difference of minus 30. Right, I want your predictions for firstly the Champions League. Who's going to win the Champions League? I think I said Man City at the start of the
1: season, didn't I? Uh, or did yeah. I say Real Madrid? I think you said Real Madrid. Whatever my previous guess was, I think it's Real Madrid. Hopefully we've got that written down somewhere. Yeah,
0: we'll find out. I think mine was mine was Barcelona, mm-hmm. I think. Europa League?
1: God, I don't even know who's in it.
0: Uh, oh, um... Sevilla Inter Milan Lazio Zenit Are Inter Milan in it? Sevilla or Inter Milan? Uh, Inter Milan, yeah They're one up as well On aggregate Um, I'm going to go for So you're going for Inter Milan Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for Napoli Uh, League Cup Final on Sunday City City I'm gonna go for city as well Uh, and FA Cup city wolves that's my bold prediction wolves Um. last thing that we need to do is I want
1: our hero to zero yeah second third last thing
0: third last thing third last thing uh, is I want to go through the, the Premier League fixtures for this weekend I want a win a loser or a draw um, there's a couple of fixtures not happening this week because the, there's, the we've the got Friday, Friday and, fixtures yeah well. so West Ham Fulham uh, West Ham win West Ham win Cardiff Watford score draw Watford win Burnley Spurs Spurs win Spurs win Bournemouth Wolves Score draw Bournemouth Newcastle Huddersfield Newcastle win Newcastle win Leicester Palace 0-0 draw I'm going to go for Although don't Palace have a really good record at Leicester Yeah that wouldn't surprise me I'm going to go for a score draw Uh, Arsenal Southampton Arsenal Mm. Oh Josh is plotting Tiny Tip Yeah maybe Uh, That's just a bit of a banana skin, I feel, for Arsenal.
1: Do you not think?
0: Yeah, potentially, but it depends what Hasenhutl has done in the last week and a half. Yeah, you know, I just sort of fancy Southampton a little bit there. Um, And finally, uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool. United. Just got a feeling. Yeah, I'm going to go for United as well. It's going to be a tight game. That it's going to be a tight game. <clears throat> All right then, hero to zero, our new feature. Uh, last week, let me see if I can get. I've not really
1: got uh, nominations. I'm just going to say who my hero was. Okay, are. I've
0: got some honorable mentions. Last week, we did hero to zero for the first time. Our heroes were 5050 50 Mm-hmm. So company had fifty percent, and Son had fifty percent. Was it me and you that voted? Uh no it wasn't. We we've had quite a few votes to be fair. And our zero I am the winner. Who were the for the options? first week. Uh the linesman at West Ham. Uh-huh. And Dubravka. Oh. So I have won. Oh yeah, but two t- t- of the
1: people who voted will be Newcastle fans. Yeah, so they never s- voted for Dubravka.
0: Right, okay. So here's my uh, well, Let's go, let's go honourable mentions for hero first mm-hmm. So my honourable And then I'll say my hero So my honourable mentions Gareth Bale Scored his 100th Real Madrid goal At the weekend Sergio Aguero Sergio For his third uh, Hat-trick of the season And his, fifth, oh, it was his 15th of his City career Not his 13th And his 11th in the Premier League Which equals Alan Shearer's record But my hero For this week Is an unlikely hero and it's Morecambe FC, okay? They were 21st in League 2 before winning two crucial fixtures back-to-back and are now six points clear of the relegation zone. They beat Oldham 2-1 last night in an excellent game. Just for people that don't know, Morecambe, uh, I have a little soft spot for Morecambe because I took them from League 2 to the Premier League on FIFA and then from uh, League 2 to the Championship on Football Manager. And... Uh, so I do follow what they're doing, but it was a, ex- a couple of excellent wins for them uh, to lift them out of that uh, to lift them out of that relegation zone. They've they've been this week's high flyers, playing some good football as well. So your hero, Josh, Aaron Ramsey, highest paid British player of all time. What a yeah. hero! What a <laughs> hero! Yeah. So you're saying that someone. I'm not trying to discredit you, no, but I because I want to win. But you're saying that somebody who is getting paid an obscene amount of money is a hero? No,
1: that's not the reason. I think he's one of the most underappreciated footballers of the last ten years.
0: And I would I'm tend to agree happy with that.
1: That he has signed for a European team. Arsenal didn't want to give him a new contract. In fact, they retracted their yeah. Offer. They did, yeah. Madness. Pricks, madness. Pricks. That's why because Ramsey has won there. So that's why he's a hero for me, because yeah. he's basically gone. I'll let you
0: have first dibs at the zero, then. Sarri.
1: Okay. Sarri for being a penis. Yeah. I now, not care this is about funny, because
0: I had Chelsea and Sarri as well, but I'm going to have to pick someone different now. Oh. Cheers, La. Honourable mentions, Paul Lambert. In the Norwich Ipswich game, got sent to the stands after. Is he having, Norwich or Ipswich, mate? Uh, Ipswich. He oh had to God, be. That's a bit of a He had price, to be restrained by police on the touchline. I think people need to chill out a bit. It's only really a game of football. Yeah, but I'm gonna go for my zero. Also, Paul Pogba. Yeah, but he Pop- could be Popper zero every week. And getting sent off against uh, PSG, he's going to miss the next leg. My my zero is going to be Marco Silva, because he lost against his old club. He was made to look like a fool all day, and um, he is going to lose his job soon. So unlucky, Marco. Um, all right. So my hero was Morecambe and my zero was Marco Silva your hero, hero
1: Aaron Ramsey and your zero, zero. Maurizio Sarri rhymes you know. sort of yeah. not really
0: and tiny tips Southampton to beat Arsenal right let me I'll do that in a bit I, oh no I'll do it I'll do it right now I was going to say what we're doing with the zero to heroes on, on Instagram so you've got your profile on Instagram if you go onto our page it'll go onto our story for a day but then uh, after that uh, it gets put onto uh it gets put onto like the little highlights thing on Instagram. So you can still vote on all of the stuff there. Um, like after it's gone off our story basically. Uh, there's so much football on that I am having a, I I can't actually find any of the things. Um, football. Here we go. I'll find that. I'm assuming it's going to be about 5 or 6 to 1. I reckon. Because it's not uh, I literally can't find it anywhere Oh here we go Premier League uh, Arsenal South- uh 6-1 to 6-1 to one for Southampton to beat Arsenal Yeah we'll there go that. Spot on Well Josh is late for work But it's alright um, Have you got anything else to say? No Any other news?
1: I'm going to Awesome Probably go and break wind outside. because I've been keeping so the there's, I've been there's
0: making a special effort after what happened earlier. <laughs> so there's football. We're going to try and get maybe two. Can we get two podcasts out next week? Do you reckon?
1: What's on next week? Because
0: there... there's Premier League over the weekend mm-hmm. and the cut and the thingy final and then uh later uh, in the middle of the week there's fixtures as well. Oh uh, yeah. So we'll potentially get two podcasts out next week, which is exciting. Sound. Um thank you very much for listening. Thanks very much Josh for being here. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs>